Scott. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. And a Merry New Year. And a fine mahawk to you all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done we've done the Merry New Year opening before to uh, a New Year's episode, but I like to keep bringing back one because I enjoy it, and two, you never know how many people join in between the two New Year's. Oh, Scott, not what I want to take take out take out any steam from your thunder or anything or whatever. But you didn't give the introduction. What introduction? Where is our standard introduction to our show? This is not a standard show though. It's a but, new year, and I like to insert the merry new year, and they know who you are. You know, they know you're Paul and I am Scott, and we are listening to Scott Paul's Rambling Podcast. Totally yes. Excuse Let me. Let the people know, man. I like to spice up a bit, add a bit of variety. I don't want to be formulating to the exact centre. Sometimes I like to shake it up a bit, but no, Paul has to be there. No, do the same thing every time. Yes, yeah, stick to the fucking programme, man. They, they know, they clicked on Scott and Paul's Rowling Podcast and they know that listen to Scott and Paul and the fact that it happens to be New Year and they was wishing them a Merry New Year. A Merry New Year. And you've just come over with your big boots and just stopped all over that, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I did. So did you have a good festive period, Scott? I did, and then I came over, I missed you, and then you came in, you micromanaged my intro, and now I don't miss you anymore. Yay, I micromanaged. Yes, yes you did. Yes, I did. I did. did you did you get lovely presents for the Christmas time? I did I did get some lovely presents, I hope. And I know you did, and I hope who wasn't just got lovely presents also. And we'll run through some of the other presents, but Paul, you got a lovely present. But it wasn't on Christmas itself. No, it was not. I think that's the most important thing to start off this show. I am now in the great position of being an engaged person. My wonderful boyfriend Brian who is now my wonderful fiance? got me a beautiful ring. Yes. A little before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm a very happy me. I know, I know you are. I'm a very happy me with that one. To, en- to any of our listeners who were in the same position over the festive period and got engaged, my congrats to you all. <laughs> I hope you're all as happy as I am. I found myself in a weird position here because I, I, now... You're yet another person that I happen to know that just so happens to be getting married or engaged in this. And then it's so okay, Scott. Often. You'll you'll get there. God, could you be any more patronising? <laughs> you'll get there. You'll fi- you'll find that special someone, Scott. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard for you to hard for me to hear that from you without thinking it's patronising, and I know it's not. It's but really not. I just come across that way. I'm sorry. Your rest, your natural voice is a condescending one. You can't be helped. But I just, <laughs> I it's, know. A, it's an issue here. I know it's your issue, but well, I don't know. But I'm claiming it's your issue, you know, so I don't have to take responsibility for it. I'm taking a leaf out of your playbook. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You know Frick. what I mean. <laughs> oh, there oh. we go. I mean, it's not as fizzy as Toby because he's been sitting for a while. Thankfully, a fine mahawk. A fine mahawk. Me and Paul are enjoying some Copperberg and some other libations. Copperberg, Pink Hooch. Mm-hmm. You, got, you, um, you and Brian have got some dragon soup to share for later on. We do. We have some. We have some uh, dragon soup. Mm-hmm. We have some lovely dragon soup and some lovely Eldorado. Yeah. Scotland's own, and they still ain't sponsoring us. Well, you mean, bitches? It's been four years. They're not getting. They're not taking. Take the hint. They're not getting back to you. If we ever get on YouTube, you never know. I I, I do know, and it's not happening. You don't know, let, man. Let it go, man. I'm, you're, it's not healthy to obsess over this. 
I'm doing. I'm trying to do what's best for you here. We can, we can, we can be different to all the other ones on YouTube that have fucking adverts for fucking ball shaving and all that kind of crap. You know, <laughs> you know, we could, we could be, we can be sponsored by alcoholism. It'd be <laughs> yeah. fun. You know? Yeah, it's more positive things to be sponsored by, isn't Hell it? Hell yes! I mean, you need alcoholism in this current climate. <laughs> well, yeah, it's actually, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you really, really do. can't really argue against that. But, so, me and you recorded a bunch of stuff early to mid-December. We did, to, we did. That you guys did through December. One, especially, including one show, we didn't even mean to make, but it happened. Yep. Which and one was that? That was the one where we were meant to be doing the Empire show where we talked for an hour about all sorts of crap like Christmas yeah. and food. Oh, thing yeah, yeah, we just rambled like fuck. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. That and was fun. Weren't we drunk, Len? Wasn't no. I drunk? No, we recorded the one that came out most recently to kick off the new year, or it was meant to end last year, was the show we recorded very early in December. It was like this Tuesday in text review. We were very, very drunk because we have been recording a Fraser episode before that where we'd started drinking. So by the time we got to this Tuesday in Texas, We'd had a few drinks and we continued oh, to drink. Oh, yeah, and you just but shot all over Hulk Hogan. Until we, we had no more booze, and I took the fact that I had no more booze out and Hulk Hogan to the point where even listening back to it as a sober person weeks later, thought, Jesus. Hey, man. look what my mother gave me. It's a little a little torch key ring uh-huh. with the Loch Ness Monster on it. It says Scotland. <laughs> and look. Ah, there's a wee flashlight on it. There's a little light on it. <laughs> look, Brian. <laughs> He's trying to play his game. Yes, he's playing his game. You're, you're, he's he's very. I, I do not know if I'm correct at the moment, if if it is what he's doing. But he's he's very um he's very gone on bit life at the moment. Ah, I love bit life too. I I unfortunately am in a position where I have to live vicariously through Brian and my son's bit life because mm-hmm. my phone is too shite to have bit life on it. Uh-huh. I have um occasion to have sim life on my phone, mm-hmm. which is like bit life without any personality. Yeah. You know, you on, on sim life you can you can you can have generations of family. Brian mm-hmm. has a uh, family generation going that's like six or seven hundred years old now <laughs> and very wealthy and blah blah blah. On sim life you get one you get a decent career if you're lucky. You live out your life and then you die. Or if you're like me, you get bored and turn the person into a complete drug addict and we die pretty quickly anyway. <laughs> or or if you're like me in the last time I played Sim Life, you get a 70-odd year jail sentence for murdering two people. <laughs> and why did you murder two people? They talked shit to me in a bar. Oh, death. Well, the first one was the first reason I went to jail. Was because someone talked shit to me in a bar and I murdered one. And then I killed someone whilst I was in jail. I would have did Talk shit. <laughs> and then I get more jail time for trying to escape. And then I get more jail time for starting a riot. So by the time I'd got all that done, I had 70 odd years to do it. And I ended up just sort of like, ah, well. So, so if you just sat in your arse and just let your time go, you'd have been got it much. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? Yeah. Just, I'm just saying, you kind of brought it on yourself. You're the reason you got more time. It was your own doing. It was, it was. But hey ho, hey ho. Eh? But talking of, we're talking about weddings, which feels like for a while ago. Even though we're only seven minutes into the show, we, uh, as I said, I know a lot of people getting married. You know, my brother get married at some point, maybe twenty twenty three. You've got a palsy on his wedding. I'll be attending in July. Did your brother and his uh, wife had a nice wedding? 
No, they're not. Oh, they're not worried yet. They they're might engaged. get married some, maybe sometime late next year, maybe 2024. They don't, they're not keen on... Well, not, I'm not saying they're not keen on it. They're not fussed about saying a day yet because her sister... Her really kind of, really kind of want to be set proper before they get hitched. Well, up, yeah, the, when they've already got already got the house, they work in the same kind of place where they get paid very well. Well, for what they do, what does it we do? Well, she works in a care home, she's kind of a nurse yeah, thing. Ah, right, that's pretty cool. Very <laughs> noble profession. Yeah, but if you but if you know her, like I've gotten to know, like well, her very responsible these people to leave these people in your care. <laughs> not that she's a horrible, but not, I'm not saying to that any demean way or anything, but like. She can. She has a tendency to be a bit casual, a bit irresponsible regularly. I thought, wow, you're you're in charge of people. You're in, people leave their grandparents in your care. Would that be like leaving people in my care? Yes. Oh. I, she'll never listen to this, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm picking on her. But I, like, it's a kind of an angel where you see people and then you see them at their work and you think, wow, you're not like the person I see usually. <laughs> That's brought, because she, when she's at work, she has a responsible head on. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I've not seen her working, but. Uh, my brother now works at that same girl. He's the activities director now. Well, he's kind of locked himself in that job where he gets paid. Come on, often. Mr. Burns, join in. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> he got he had to work Christmas Day, but he he's working because of dressing up as Santa, getting a full breakfast given to him, and then people who happen to be given enough gifts to members of staff. He he got the occasional bottle of whiskey, occasionally a wee bit of chocolate. Yeah, sure. But I said to him like. So your day was basically like when Winston was the lollipop man <laughs> and still gave Where's Charlie? Message bag, son. <laughs> so, like, anyway, they work in the same place. Yeah. Uh-huh. And her older sister, what I say, she's got three sisters. I think one's younger. I think she's a male child, one younger, one older. Uh, the older one is getting married next year, like spring of next year. So they want to do it after that. Yeah. But they don't know really where they want to have it yet. They have, they've got their engagement party in March, which should be a fun time. That'll be fun. It will be fun. Are yeah. they having it like in a place or? They're doing it uh, somewhere in Crook and Tillock because that's where our family stay and it's easier for them to get from Langston, which is where they stay. It's not too much a hassle to get there and public transport from where we are in Scotland. Mm. And because uh, we went there with our younger sister's 21st back in October, what I say. Maybe that's the night of Bound for Glory because I stayed with my brothers that night and then the next day during the day of the birthday, me and him watched Bound no, for Glory. October was when I had my 21st. <laughs> Move on from that. <laughs> Many October to go though. Uh, so then, yeah, it wasn't specific. But then uh, it's basically the big hall in that same venue is where they're having the enough. You know, I'm looking forward to that because it's gonna have a mix of people from the podcast. I mean, him know, and then my family members mixing together. Yeah, who've never met each other yet. So that, I'll, I'll look forward to see how that goes. If, if you want to calculate my age bracket, I mean, I figured out the other day that when Kurt Cobain died, I was nine. So mm. <laughs> there you go. So, well, where am I getting at? But they're getting married sometime in late 2023. My friend Stephen, he was meant to get married July 2021, but now it's getting moved to this year because obviously COVID, all that shit. Oh, good old fun COVID. Mm-hmm. Yay. I actually COVID. went to a wedding on the 27th of December. My cousin Ali he got married. Yeah. Uh, nice because uh, her, Sarah, the one that he's now married to, her, her family over of our Muslim faith. So it's kind of a mix of a mix of a regular slash Muslim wedding that. They didn't serve alcohol with dinner, but about seven o'clock they opened the bar up, so there you go. Did, did you turn up with a kilt with a couple of bottles under it? I, I, would, I would never wear a kilt. <laughs> ah. But anyway, I, like, usually I wasn't when they wouldn't serve alcohol, but you know, as a compromise, they waited until like seven o'clock, and then they opened the bar up. Like, and, all right, all you drunks can have a bevy. 
Yeah, now take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, I'm sure I'm sure Brian won't mind, but when, whenever our wedding is, I'm sure you're more than welcome to be a guest at our wedding. I, I should fucking think so or not. <laughs> oh, I, mean, well, I don't well. want to see him in titles or anything, but Paul, we are good fans, I would expect, to, at least to be a guest. What do you think, Brian? Nod, can he come? You can come. Thank you. I look forward to my invitation. Okay, you can come. You can you can work the bar. No, I would not like to work the bar. Thank you very much. Oh, but it'd be so fun. <laughs> working the bar and serving me alcohol. No, I brought Copperberg for you. Is that not enough? You don't just Where is it? To... I don't have any. Yes, you do. You just hate it. I don't have any. Look, where is it? I don't, I don't have it. It's out there by your leg, I can see it. No, it's not. It's like, yes, it is. There it is. Oh, oh I found it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was quite touching, like, the ceremony, especially because uh, my cousin Ali has, he has his father. He, my, my, Ali is a weird kind of mixture because uh, his mother, it's quite, her mother, his mother was my, my dad's sister. Right. And she lived down in London for a while, so she met a Turkish gentleman called Jem, who they got married. They had Ali, so Ali is part Turkish, but off Scottish, but also born in in London, so technically English. Did you say Jim or Jem? Jem. I think it's like with like a C E M, but pronounced Jem. That's cool. Yes, <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, mm. uh, but like so, he's part Turkish, part Scottish, but born in London, so technically English. Kind of thing, uh, and for a first few years, like he was kind of back and forth between Scotland and England, but now he obviously lives in Scotland. Well, so he's he's a he's a hodgepodge of all kinds of things. Bit of a hodgepodge, yeah. Uh, and uh, and unfortunately, his mother, my dad's sister, is now they no longer with us. Ah, well, it was just sad. Uh, but it was great because R.I.P. Her, yes, R.I.P. Everything, but. We, there was such a moment in the ceremony because like there were four, it was like in four seats on the other side, and we were on the right hand side, which was Grimm's family and everything. Mm. My brother got bumped to like behind us because the first four seats were myself, my mother, my dad, and then we had a reserved fo- reserved seat with a picture, or a frame photo of his mother there for where she was at because obviously she couldn't be there with us, and it was very emotional for a lot of people. Mm. Mm. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Somber but sweet, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's a, a nice thing that we did that, honoured the woman yeah, and yeah. all that kind of thing, you know. Because yeah, where where he like stayed with his, with his mum and his dad uh, was not too far, which were around the corner from where me and my, you know, I stayed with mum and dad. So every so often, Ali would come around to us oh. and everything, like, especially after his mum passed. So yeah, yeah. We kind of had to be there for him, which is why he wanted me, mum, and that, and my brother and everything all in the front rows because obviously he doesn't, he's an only child as well, so. Well, I must, I must say, this is a. I, I mean, I'm trying to. Talk. This is a rather somber I, I conversation know, know, topic you're on here. But there's, but there's a lot of heart to it. There is a lot of heart to it. But I like it was a. I'm describing the wedding and then giving you an explanation to why this happened. Why was there a photo of his mother? Because the mother of the Longworth is. It's unfortunate. It is. But it's, it is sadly what is true. But we had a. But he had a good wedding. He was. He had. He has many friends as Ali, and they were all there and everything. And we were there with him. And then my mum and dad got special mugs before at Christmas yeah, from him and his, his, fiance, his fiance now wife, Sarah, by basically say like auntie of the groom and the uncle of the groom. <laughs> His fiance wife. Yes. 
Hey, you, fiancé wife. Oh, oh sorry, because they got, they got given them when they were still engaged, but it was two days before the wedding, but now they're married now, and I'm telling you when they're married now, so... I just like the term fiancé wives. <laughs> well, you made it up in your head, didn't you? I did. Fiancé wife. But anyway, it was a lovely wedding that we were there for. I was knackered the next day, to be fair, but... Were you hungover? Not hungover, just very tired. Yeah, I, I get tired a lot, too. Mm-hmm. It's like we were staying over in this hotel, I can't remember where but <coughs> we were, but yeah, we came back, meanwhile, and I went, I bet it was like half two, I thought, I'm going to go for a, a sleep, I think yeah, my alarm for like 20 past five or something, like, I'll no sleep till I probably won't get, that's the thing, when I'm knackered, like, I, when I'm most knackered, I usually can't sleep, because <laughs> as soon as I lie down, my heat starts going 100 miles an hour, so I that, hate that like, shit, I, I, I want to be able to sleep, went down. <laughs> and then suddenly woke up, like, the thing I remember hearing is my alarm going off like huh? and then suddenly it's dark it's like have I been asleep <laughs> that shit happens so often like uh-huh. when you try and sleep and you the minute you read it's a pillow you're like ah crap <laughs> it's never fun yeah but sorry for being so somber but you know I mean <sighs> I'm giving you a little insight ah, to what my it. family is like and I'm just saying that <sighs> sorry I just rifted and got Bubbles up my yeah. nose, it was not fun. Like, just trying to give you an insight to what the wedding was like and everything, but it was a fun day and everything, and you know, I have many weddings to attend over the next. Well, I, I, I haven't attended a wedding since uh, I was at a good friend of Brian's, and a, technically a good friend of mine too, just you know, a lot closer to Brian and me. We went to a wedding of Brian's friend Alan and his wife mm. Hazel. Uh, lovely ceremony. We done a very nice traditional Scottish kind of thing, you know, with the with the with the cloth round the round the hands uh-huh. and things. Very very lovely ceremony, and we done it in this lovely. It was like a, it was a lovely place. We done it and very like open, very lovely. It was a castle kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, like a castle kind of thing, and we went there like I say, lovely day. Very fucking warm. Me and Brian were sweating to fuck. And, like I say, lovely ceremony. We had a lovely time after it. The only thing was, at one point, myself and Brian went to buy a drink. So I accidentally picked up your pink couch can thinking it was my Copperberg. Ah, no, no, my Copperberg okay. is over here. Sorry about but that. No, we, we went to buy a drink and then realised the price of the goddamn drink. We were like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so at that point, everyone was like, I'm buying a round. What you having? And went, right here. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. I looked at you know how many bag that many drinks. Then either win, but I I did that thing where I did that thing a couple of days earlier at Christmas where I had a couple of eyes done because like oh here's just a care with some money I'm like yep I've got money for the bar. <laughs> but it's got since you're my friend and my colleague, and I haven't gotten you a Christmas gift yet. <laughs> I've made you a little aeroplane. I don't want a little. I made paper you a little Christmas. cigarette paper aeroplane. Hmm. Yay! <laughs> Flies like most aeroplanes. Sorry, I got a bit confused or perplexed because you're like, oh, my friend Alan and uh, his wife Hazel, because I know an Alan who's got a wife called Hazel, which is That's really a small one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, this can't be the same wedding because I would have noticed if Paul was there. <laughs> no, no. No, Alan, Alan and Hazel are good people. Mm. No, good people. Mm. Anyways, that was a weird kind of 
bizarre thing there, but yeah, like I'll be going to quite a few weddings, but on a more happy note, let's go back a bit further to Christmas. Because we didn't see we didn't see each other's pre Christmas. We have not, no, we have not. We 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 had great Christmas, I'm assuming each with our families and yeah. had great fun and yeah. got nice shit. I mean it was how long ago like it was like the seventeenth or so. I think it was the like seventeenth I went in to see Spider Man. Uh, the new Spider Man film. And it was before then, a few days before then, that me and Paul had actually recorded last. I think maybe the seventeenth or fifteenth. I went to see it. Don't quote me on that. But uh, I won't. But uh, it was only a few days later that me and Paul had last recorded. And as I'm sitting down in my seat, I'm going to turn my phone off, and then I get a message from Paul, a big gif of Monica from friends saying, "I'm engaged." <laughs> it was you I sent that to. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know who to. I didn't know really what to respond back because I want to see Gregory. I want to see a bit more of a thing like. This film's going to start, so I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that was pretty, at the time, that was pretty much how I felt. I felt very much like Monica at that point. I was like, I'm engaged! Yes! <laughs> I was like, yay! Yes, yeah, your question. yes, it was me that you sent that to. I, ca- I kind of want, wanted you to be there at a specific point so I could get pissed with you and go, I'm engaged! Yay! Let's get drunk and have fun! <laughs> <laughs> get drunk listen to tunes watch wrestling I'm engaged <laughs> did it phone you later on but you was a bit too pissed to talk I think yeah I was pretty pissed yeah you were pretty pissed yeah I was point. pretty pissed yeah. but no it was it was a it was a wonderful day when I got that ring mm. a wonderful day and I'm very happy for it what neat <laughs> tell me about your, your Christmas then oh my Christmas was fantastic I mean um we had we had it at my mother's this year, and she and her her person, who's funnily enough also called Paul, <laughs> you know, um, we made a lovely dinner. We done like turkey and we done ham, and there was ham with a glaze and cloves, and turkey with bacon, you know, it was a whole load of bloody food, all the veg, all the parsnips and shit. <laughs> No one finished their fucking plate. You know I mean, there was just so much goddamn food, you know. And my mum, I got her this awesome fur coat because ever since Brian got me my fur coat, she's been trying to steal it. <laughs> so I thought, fuck it, I'll get her a fur coat. And I got her a fur coat. And the minute she was opening the gift and she felt it, and she went, oh, this is fuzzy. What is it? <laughs> And she opened it, she's seen it, and she was really happy with her present, so that was cool. I got my brother a rare Dropkick Murphy's t-shirt. He was stoked with that when he eventually got it last week. Because <laughs> you know? I'd ordered the thing for Australia, and it took fucking three flights and a fucking customs check to get here. But um, I got him a Darkness t-shirt to open on the day. I got his girlfriend, Shan, something nice. She's really into Bring Me Horizon. Got her a t-shirt of them. Uh, Seb, my my dear boy, what did I get him? I got him money. <laughs> because, you know, what do, what do kids nowadays mostly want? We just want money. Yeah. And he got money from me, he got money from his granny, he got money from a lot of people. And he got he got a really cool gaming chair from his other grand as well. He was pretty stoked with. And I think... At the end of Christmas, he made out about 300 quid, hmm. which he spent on two things. Yeah, he bought a pair of trainers and a jacket. Hmm. The jacket only cost 90 quid. <laughs> but and, and he tells me these things, and I'm thinking to myself, 90 quid? 
So Jake, come on. Come on. And you're thinking to yourself, you spent the rest on trainers? Mm-hmm. For fuck's sake, it's trainers. But then I, then I modify a bit and I go, well, back in the day, I would have spent stupid money on a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. If he wants to spend stupid money on a pair of fucking trainers, fair dues to him, it's his money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was happy when he got the fucking coat because I keep I kept telling him up to that point, you, you know that argument fucking parents have with their fucking kid? It's like, like you can't just go out in a fucking T-shirt or a shitty hoodie. It's pissing it. Mm-hmm. Put something on you. So now he's got to sell a decent enough black fucking puffy jacket with a good hood, good pockets. So I'm like, all right. He's wearing the jacket, he's got a hood, he's not going to get soaked, so that's good. He doesn't let me buy him things, he like bought the jacket himself, because he doesn't trust me to buy him decent things. You know, he thinks I'll buy shite things. <laughs> so, I say, fair enough, you buy your shit as long as you fucking buy it. You know. He was supposed to be saving up for one of those new bloody phones, but I thought that was insane, too, because that would cost about I mean, seven hundred pounds hmm. for a phone. <laughs> I mean, am I am I insane for having that attitude to seven hundred quid for a goddamn phone? Not, not entirely. No. no, I don't think so. I mean, my ma told him she was like, I fucking paid just about that for my first car. Yeah, seven hundred bloody pounds for a phone. I know. What does that phone do that other phones don't do? It's made, made of solid gold. The back of it is. <laughs> but for God's sake, it's a phone. I know. Back in the day, fucking, when you bought a phone, what, 100 quid for a really good one? 150 maybe for a really good one? No 700 goddamn quid for a phone. I know, I get it. Well, well uh, but you, you're, you sound like a very giving, oh, i got this and this, and you, you said to me you were more concerned about what you were getting other people than what... Well, you were getting into... Well, yeah, I mean, what I got, I mean, I got got my lovely... You got the ring, of yeah. course. And I got some of this awesome, you know, Lady Gaga perfume from my cousin. Mm. It's not like Lady Gaga perfume as <laughs> such as the one she, you know, the one she hers out, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that's a nicer way of putting it, but all right. Valentino. Mm. Very nice, very nice. I let you smell it, it's lovely. <laughs> Uh, what else did I get? Uh, I didn't get lots of stuff. I did get some cool stuff from my dad, though. Yeah. Well, my dad got me that bitch in Metallica calendar. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, Metallica calendar. Hmm. 30 years of the Black Album, bitching. I got a double-disc Motorhead CD. Mm-hmm. And collectively, myself and Brian got a bottle of... Uh, Red Stag Jim Beam, which is sort of cherry, cherry Jim Beam. Uh-huh. And we got that as a gift for both Christmas and to celebrate our engagement. Nice. And we've not opened that just now because we're saving that for an occasion. Hmm. When, when that occasion will be, we don't know because, I mean, we don't exactly have a need for it this evening. We have four cans of dragon soup and a bottle of El Dorado. You know, we're going to be wired and pissed. So you, so what you're saying is you're staying for vacation, but it'll likely be drunk when you have a weekend where you don't have as much sweat no, and no, super no, 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 I, I was quite specific on that one when we got here. Weren't you as well, Brian? Yeah. Oh, you're less specific than me. 
<laughs> Please, Prime, this is an audio medium. Use your words. <laughs> no, he's saying no. Use the medium of dance. He's, he's chosen to take a vow of silence rather than speak on this on this show. <laughs> he will you, he will drink more and use the medium of dance. Medium of dance. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anywho, enough with the medium of dance. Uh, so, but Paul, we all know that the most important thing on Christmas is Christmas dinner. More so than really Christmas nowadays. Basically, you get older, you realise that. Mm. It's not. It's not so much the dinner. The one thing, even as a young person, a, a young kid, yeah, I loved all the fucking like give me things. Yeah, of course. You know, and I was always the kind of kid that loved to get in amongst all my fucking presents and rip the paper to fuck. Be like, yes, I have new stuff. You know, like when I when I got uh and younger Christmas, I recall fondly, is when my mum and. A lot of things, like, we didn't have, like, fuckloads of money back then, but my mum was always specific that she would get, she wouldn't get hundreds of presents. <laughs> she would get one specific big thing, and you'd get a couple of wee things aside it. And this one Christmas, I got a Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> a Sega Mega Drive with six games, two pads, and two of the games were Home Alone <laughs> and Batman Returns. Nice. And I, was, I sat there for three days... Trying to get past the middle section of Batman Returns. And I could never get past that prick that was throwing fucking sign bits at you. <laughs> could never get past them. Because it was always a thing like you had to fucking swing up there a bit and then swing and then battle the guy and then swing when he tried to hit you. And I could never quite get the coordination right. But I fucking loved that game. <laughs> and Home Alone. Uh-huh. Home Alone, man. <laughs> Go on. That was cool. No, no. You know, I fucking loved that Christmas. I loved Home Alone. I loved Mega Drive, man. <laughs> but my favourite thing, like, as an adult about Christmas is just, I love family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, lo- I love being around the people that I love and that I care for. I like seeing their faces when you give them nice things. Mm-hmm. I like having Christmas dinner with your family. I just... Yeah. I, I love that atmosphere of just being with your family at Christmas because I always grew up enjoying, you know, a big family Christmas. I, always, I came from a big family and every time we had Christmas, it was always like with grandparents, uncles, blah, blah, blah. And you know yourself, and I'm going on a little bit more of a somber <laughs> note again. But you know, as years go on, uh-huh. people, I, I get people pass, blah, blah, blah. I get and the people get less and less as it goes on. And this Christmas, there was a good crowd, you know, and it was just, I got that feeling back that I hadn't had in a lot of years, and it was just, it was really, it made me feel good, you know, Mm -hmm. it was that, you know, like when you're looking for that Christmas feeling, yeah, that feeling of everybody being, everybody being happy, it was just, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. And the nicest thing about it also was that um, Brian spent Christmas with his brother, laid a nice Christmas. Mm And laying lovely Christmas down and blah, blah, blah. But usually what happens is Brian will come for Christmas and he'll spend New Year yeah. up the road, you know. But this year, mm-hmm. Brian spent Christmas brother has spent New Year with me, which meant I get to bring I got to bring in the New Year with him, which I was really happy about. So, so this Christmas, I mean, all Christmases I'll enjoy, but this particular Christmas I felt really Mm-hmm. I felt really good about it, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I was yeah, engaged, yeah. I had a great time with my family, 
I was able to bring in the new year with my fiance, so mm. and I got my I got everyone what we wanted and made everybody happy, so you know I I really enjoyed it. It made it made me feel good. It was the best I've felt Christmas wise for a long time. Mm -hmm. Just in general, you know. I, so I it was it was good stuff. Mm -hmm. I get what you mean. And I finished the I finished the Christmas evening not even pushed. I was a wee bit full on the bevy and I was fucking full on the food, <laughs> man. You know? Like nobody finished the fucking plate, so at one point when I was kinda kinda pushed, nah. I walked into the kitchen and raided all the ham after plates. <laughs> <laughs> well nobody was finishing, it was good uh -huh. ham. I uh know. -huh. You know what I mean? So when when they went back and they looked for the plates so all, all the ham was missing. Yeah. Well you weren't eating it, so fuck <laughs> them. You know? Half my family. <laughs> <laughs> but you also got something for yourself between now and between the last time I was up here and now. Let's talk about this tape you got here, Paul. Oh, my new tape. Yes. It's tape that I mentioned to you in passing. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was called. Or we were doing the discussion last proper show we were doing, and you mentioned Wild in the UK. I couldn't remember what it was yeah, called, but then well, I looked it up and told you it's, oh, it's called this. Yeah, you mentioned it, though, and you said uh, this tape, you got it, you used to, when wrestling with us, it's sort of, sort of, popularity peak yeah kind of like it was like free or whatever with a paper yeah, and then like it says here the paper news of the world so and like w. No, it says news of the world w smith and sky box office but like, the thing is like that's how long ago this was this is the early 2000s i knew that but, like news of the world has even around it hasn't been around since the mid 2000s yeah but also look at this <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there you go there we go. It's got a picture, big picture of Leah on the front of it with the Union Jack top, and then what does it say on the back? Of it, on the back, it says, "This tape does not contain any footage of Lita." Made you look. <laughs> but I mean, on this tape, I mean, it's I mean, it's not specific to the era. I mean, I remembered I remembered three out of the five matches for sure on the tape, and I knew like by this point in like two thousand two thousand one, whenever this came out, they didn't had then done that many UK pay per views, so they. Had, so they tried to choose the best of what they could get, but what did they have? Well, I mean, they've got some fucking phenomenal... I mean, we've got one night only from 28th of the 1997, which is the European Championship match between Shawn Michaels and Bulldog. Mm -hmm. Bulldog, at that point, had been... He'd been the inaugural European champion, and if I, my memory serves me correctly, he is on record as the longest European champion. I uh, I believe that is If my case. memory serves me correctly. But there was also controversy at the time because I mean the mat the match was in it was in the UK. Mm -hmm. Bulldog was actually doing not bad at the time. He was riding high. He was part of the the main heel part stable, of the main heel it? stable. But at that event, he was kind of being portrayed as a face. Well, especially when they went abroad, that's why they gave yeah. it to him because that's because even in the early days, like summertime '92, basically. Davy in a prominent spot when you go over Europe or the UK because he's they the only, love him. He's the only guy we got from that region, so they gravitate towards you. We get a big pop. Yeah, but he went there and his fucking cancer-stricken sister uh -huh. was in the audience, front row. Mm -hmm. But Sean Michaels, and as much as I love Sean, mm -hmm. bastard politic these way to that fucking yeah. match. He went and said, "Oh wait, hold on a minute. If I win, will hate me for it, but it will get you nuclear heat." He's like, go on, let me win. We'll talk about this match in more depth and like some of the other supposed reasons for the result. Eventually, either either if we do a review of this tape or one night only itself, which we eventually yeah. will do. But it's a case of like the simplification version of it is Sean going to Vincent. 
Vince, what's better? Me becoming a Grand Slam champion, avenging cancer-tricking sister. Oh, I think the, the Grand Slam <laughs> thing's a bit better. Grand Slam champion, making your cancer-stricken sister happy. Cancer-stricken ch- sister, Grand Slam champion. Yeah, go on, wink, wink, nice, nice. Baby the dub, <laughs> dying sister. <laughs> and Vince went... <laughs> Alright, got on your knees and you can win it, Lynn. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know. But what, what else have we got other than But that? if you if you also recall from that pay-per-view, <laughs> it is quite clear, it's clear to me, <laughs> but it's quite clear to me that Shawn Michaels is under the influence of something. <laughs> Shawn Michaels couldn't be with us this evening. No, oh, but I mean, if you look at that interview he has with Sonny, <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't sober. Uh-huh. He's either had a couple or he's on some kind of chemical, but he's sitting there and he's dry humping the chick. Jet lag plus whatever substances he was on. Jet lag on something horny. <laughs> he was just a ticking time bomb, that Sean oh, Michaels. That, and oh, Sean, you. Oh, you. Take every fist at him. That's what, that's what Vince was like with Black Lives Matter. Like, oh, you wee scamp. You, you, and your, you and your drugs. Being a guy whose sister died, what are you like? <laughs> am, am I rang for still finding that bit funny where they're beating the fuck out of Bulldog and then fucking Triple H is there with a microphone in his face going, Scream for your country, Bulldog! <laughs> Scream for your country! <laughs> what else have we got on this tape? Oh, what else we have on this tape? See, the, the one the only one is the only one I know the definite outcome of. I mean, we watched the Interaction 2001 together. I know, but I haven't watched that one in a while, so I, I don't recall. Well, it wasn't too long ago. I mean, we were talking over it, but still. But we have uh, No Mercy from 16 to the 5th, 99. European Championship Shane O'Mac in X-Pac. Mm-hmm. We have the tag title match from the 6th to the 5th, 2000s between Edge and Christian and the Hardys, which I'm assuming would be a bitching one. This, these are the three I remember. These two I have no memory of, and I owned this tape for a while. Yeah, the first ever Queen's Cup match from the 5th of the 5th 01 Insurrection between William Regal and Chris Jericho. And then at Rebellion, 2nd of the 12th, 2000, we have a championship fatal four-way match between Kurt Angle, Rikishi, Stone Cold, and The Rock. Yes. This is I did ang- that for The Rock. Yes, Angle was the champion, and this is... This was like a couple weeks before the big six-man hell in a cell, so you got four out of six in there. So I'm going to basically added Taker and Triple H, and then put a big cage around them. Yeah. And a big hay build, or whatever the fuck that was, mm. truck for Rikishi to take a bump into. Yeah, because they weren't going to let that big bitch fall on the ground, were no. they? He wasn't mankind. Mm-mm. Made the fact he maybe had a bit more padding than mankind, so maybe too, could have taken the bump, but you know. He maybe could have, but he remember Rikishi wasn't as insane as Mick. No, no, he was not. Mick was a little bit been bashed in the head one too many times. Mm-hmm. But so, but your Christmas turns you were really good. But let me tell you about my Christmas because do tell because I I've talked about my wholesome Christmas and all that and <laughs> eating everyone's dinner. He implied my Christmas was not wholesome. I don't know. You haven't told me about it yet. Well, let me tell you. Did now. you like your airplane? Yeah. Not the worst gift I've ever gotten. Yay! It's not the worst. I mean, it's up there, but it's not the worst. <laughs> Yay! It's up there, but it's not. Yay! <laughs> I win. I always win. I'll say I talk about the worst gift I've probably ever got, but I don't feel right saying it on air, so I'll t- maybe tell you afterwards. 
But, cool. uh, uh, was, I, it, was it a Celtic top? No, it was not a Celtic top. Good. But, so my brother doesn't live at home all day anymore, but he was coming over when his shift finishes. He was staying over, leaving sometime Boxing Day. So, my Christmas Day, my mum has been staying this for a long time. Quite a few Christmases now, I can't remember how many, but to the point we were taking the piss out of her for saying that because even though she says this, she does get us quite a few things and they usually are very good. Mm-hmm. But she's every so often, every so often before Christmas, she'll really just sit us down, well, not sit us down, but prep us by saying this sentence. No. And she's even, even added, I know I say this every year, but I've actually no got you that much. I've no gotten you that much because whatever reason, or do I spend this much or whatever? Like, yeah. I've got you stuff for the know you like, but I've no spent that much to you because the bit of that moment I've never been particularly. We weren't the most well off, but mum and dad did their best with the jobs that they did have to earn as much as they could, yeah. so that my mum could spoil me and my brother, much to my dad's chagrin. Because <laughs> they were spoiled, particularly me, I was, I was a spoiled wee mammy's boy, so I was, but we weren't the most well off, we used to stay in flats, then we moved to Scottsdale and Arrow Street, which is not, was the opposite of a posh era. Oh, it's, area. It's, it's the thing though, I mean, is a fucking... Parent, I mean, I I experienced both sides of the coin. You know, I mean, I was a I was an eager little kid whose mother did everything to fucking make her Christmas nice, and now I'm a rather grumpy and past it adult fucking parent mm-hmm. who even at Christmas tries to do everything nice for his kid. You know, like like because like when I was a kid, you, know, like, you do as you do. You have that. As a kid, you have a long thing. Like, as you go, you know, it's like the list of things you have, you're going to get smaller and smaller as you get older, you know? Yeah, I, I never had a long list as such. I was, I was, the very fucking cool thing about the fact that my mother did a lot of, okay, like, just getting you one specific thing, yeah. is I was generally always just looking for, yeah. like, I want to get that thing for yeah. Santa. And I know, I know, I know who Santa is, but I want that thing. Like I get a big A4 pad and read it. I knew, I knew, I learned, I caught it on very quickly that I wasn't going to get all these things back of it. If I could get a certain percentage of these things, I'll still be a very happy boy come when Christmas you, Day. When you are young enough, did you ever think if I leave him enough cookies? <laughs> Maybe if I leave him a can or something? <laughs> no, I did not think that. Yeah. <laughs> or did you ever get your parents going, you know, Santa likes this Christmas, Maybe if you leave Santa a half. <laughs> my parents insist that I missed something obvious that was wrapped. You know, I claim I knew it was there. Like they bought me, a, I wanted a new bike. Right? I think I went to Halford with them to pick out the bike. I knew I was getting it. It was one mm-hmm. of them, and so I knew I was getting it because they walked in with the brains for me and my brother. It was very, but the bike was there over at the side. But they chose, they felt maybe for a laugh to wrap it up, which is about a bunch of paper in it. But the big front wheel was sticking out of it, so they couldn't wrap the whole thing right. But they did it as a laugh anyway, because you know. Christmas and all that. And I walked past it. I didn't open it right away. I wanted to open it because I could see what it was. I knew, I, was, I already knew that I was getting a bike. But then years later, oh, you walked past that big obvious bike. Like, no, I knew the bike was there. I tell you, the day I knew what it was. I may have been a bit silly, a bit, a bit not all there as a child, but I was not that fucking stupid that I didn't realise it was a fucking bike. What age were you when, you know, like Christmas gifts when you were a kid right yeah what age were you and you got to that stage like you got your gifts and shit and they were all cool as fuck but from uncles and shit you got a combination of money and fuck loads of sweeties 
don't know. Because I remember that. I remember one year my uncle Joe gave me like money and he gave me a big fuck. You know, like, remember when big tubs of sweeties were big tubs of sweeties? <laughs> I got a big fucking tub of, you know, like swizzle sweeties. <laughs> And it was like the fizzy things, the banana things, the lollies and all that shit. And I sat there, and remember one Christmas right in front of the telly, watching a repeat of the two Ronnie's Christmas, <laughs> gorging on swedgers, man, it was brilliant. And you generally, when you're that age, you're always sitting in amongst a pile of ripped Christmas paper, and a big pile of sweeties in front of you, watching some Christmas crap on the telly. That was grand, man. I, I, I don't know, but I think I never never minded it getting like Chris sweeties or uh, or money from a Irons or Uncles because when you're younger, well, you love getting just eat Gordon sweeties and everything, get big tubs of sweeties and everything. <laughs> and then money, when you're that young, that amount of money that you get, 20, 30 or quite, that seems like to you like all the money you can. Like, like looking at all the things I can pay with this. But when you're older, I'm just happy to get a bit of extra cash. I think I can spend this on whatever. Yeah. And then I'm still a green grass as I'm older, so I'm still happy to get a big tub of sweets from whoever. So that's, that's been the thing where my actual presents now are under the tree. But whenever I, I still have a stocking, and I'm 25 years old, I don't care, I've still got a stocking. Yeah. I've never changed my stocking since I was a wee lad, so it's still got a picture of Thomas on it. Do I'm not know, ashamed of that. One of the first Christmases that I had for Brian and Seb up here proper, I remember Brian's stocking I got for him. Mm-hmm. I filled it with Brian's favourite things, Jaffa cakes, Parma violets and Eldorado. <laughs> oh, I put soup in it too. Uh, uh, dragon soup, Eldorado, Jaffa cakes and Parma violets. Right, now, my, so now all the sweeties I usually get from my mum and dad all usually go in my stocking and my actual reds are under the tree, that's what I know. I loved that at now. Christmas, man. That was another thing yeah. I loved as a way, you know, like, go, like reading into your stocking. Yeah. And you would you would go into it, right? Some you, years when it was packed to the fucking dark, you go, right, you go, tangerine, cute. tangerine, tangerine, swedgers. Curious, <laughs> are you a stocking then Christmas tree or Christmas tree then stocking person in terms of where you go first? It depended on the age I was at. Like, when I was younger, I would grab the fucking stocking take it out, tail the tree, <laughs> and then sit it next to me and read the presents and then read the stocking and I'd be sitting there in amongst everything going, ha ha, I have so many things. Uh-huh. I, I was always Christmas tree then stocking, I've never changed that, I'm too, too much into the habit of it, you uh, know. I, I was a greedy and impetuous child. <laughs> I was like, I, I got things, I'm going to open the things, I'm going to open everything. We were like, I think end of November, started of December, uh, Ali and Sarah over and they were going through some old I think they were looking for a photo of his mum that they ended up using at the wedding, but we're looking at photos, like, because Ali used to be a chubby wee thing, but now he, he goes to the gym, he takes care of himself, he's diabetic now, so he, he watches what he eats a bit more, and so they were showing Sarah, like, look at me chubby wee, yeah, look at look what he used to look like, and she, and she was laughing and everything, and we were looking at all the photos, I see a couple of photos of myself when I was younger, and it was all Christmas photos from, like, oh, I don't know how young I was, but now how long this was, the two friends I see myself with, I got a basil brush kind of thing, like we, that was the worst thing where you could press the mouth and did the boom boom when he spoke. And then, <laughs> boom boom. And then the other picture was me with a big Power Rangers Megazord as well. Not the original series, a later did, on series, uh, but. Did you, did you, was your Megazord? But, uh, but I originally had, but I did have the. I'd, I'd Megazords from various series. I fucking got that for one Christmas and I was so, I was so thankful to my mother because she'd got me this Megazord. <laughs> but I was so gutted at the same time. 
because everybody I knew had that big bastard Megazord that you could take apart and have the five Zords. <laughs> the one I had was one month, but the thing that was really cool about it, it was a remote controlled <laughs> one, you could make it move, it was like a fucking, you know, like the, like the motorised cars. Uh. You could press a button and it would move about and light up and shit, and it was really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the most Power Rangers shit I had was I had the big Megazord that moved about, and I had three of the Power Rangers. I had Blue-Yin, Origin, and the Black-Yin. I, I had a shitload of Power Rangers as a kid, that was me. Uh, oh, you a Power Ranger? I was a big Power Ranger. Who was kid. your favourite? What one was your favourite? I was always, whatever I see you, I was always the red one. Oh, was it? Can I do it? No. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Morphin time! I've still got a, um, even my birthday a couple of years ago, got me a Power Rangers themed, couple of Power Rangers themed ones. One was a Tommy, the original Green Ranger one without the helmet on. A wee Lord Zed one and everything. Do you remember the ones you could get? Remember the rare ones that you get at the time? Like, you could press a wee button on the back and it, it would change from the helmet to yeah. the head. Yeah, I had a couple ah, of those. Ah, they were cool as fuck, them. I loved them. We Never had one. Wrestling and Power Rangers, that was my childhood for a lot of like, years. Ghetto, man. Ghetto. Wrestling and Power <laughs> Rangers. They got to about 2007, I really got into Transformers as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Up man there, he loves the Transformers. Second fucking time I've done that. Put that over there, would you? There's only a wee bit in it, but I've done that twice. There you go. You, you feel free to finish it off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was. I mean, I never really got into the Transformers much. I was more sort of He Man and Thundercats yeah. myself. Yeah, loved He Man. Always loved going to my mate Ozzy's place. You know, we've spoken about Oz on the podcast before. Okay, yeah, yeah. Big Philly Idol guy, you know. <laughs> but. It was always funky as fuck on the Austin's place when I was young because Oz had fuck tons of like figures and uh-huh. games and movies and shit. And he had he had Castle Grayskull, mm-hmm. you know, for He-Man. And he had the fucking firehouse <laughs> for Ghostbusters. <laughs> and he had like all the figures, like he had Predator figures, he had He-Man figures, he had fucking Ghostbusters figures. <laughs> he had an Egon. <laughs> That if you flick the wee lever in its back, the eyes would flick out and the tongue would come out and the hair would go up like that. You're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I've like given a couple of ice figures away recently. Like I've got, I had three different kind of almost boxes or so that I used to keep wee containers. I used to keep my figures in. One was like a, a mix of like superhero Power Rangers for a while, and then mm. Transformers to be your kind of thing. Then you had. Uh, one box that was all Star Wars, they had a couple of wee shits from Star Wars and a bunch of different characters, droids, all that shit. Uh, I had, and I had one that was all wrestling figures. <laughs> and, then, and I started getting some like Transformers or Superior ones where you see like grandmans of like people that my dad works with and everything because the, the toys I have like, I don't I don't think I'll get any money for them but they're still, because even though I haven't been playing with them, well, but they have been kept in the wee bo- in the like, box I put them in. Mm. So even though they're out of packaging I'm not playing with them. They are still in fairly good condition. It's not enough that I'll get money for them, but like, oh, we can still get some use of them, and that's what I want for them. Like, somebody will use them. That was that was an odd one. My, you know, the big present. Uh. I remember the year I got the, you remember the original blue WWF ring? Uh huh. That came, but I got the good one. I got the one that came with the wee button that you'd hear the commentary. Mm-hmm. You know? And had that wee, that wee diffit for sitting the belt on, mm-hmm. you know, and had the cage with it, and I got figures with the thing, and I was sitting there, and 
I set it up and you know there's a way when you set something up and you just sit you go, I am the shit, I've got this fucking toy, nobody I know has got this toy, fuck them, I've got this toy, I'm the best. You know? I used to have, you know, I used to have this Titan Tron, with a like, wee Titan Tron, pictures of a couple of wrestlers, and a wee mini round, and a couple of wrestlers you got, you hit the metal bit, where if you put it in the right spot, it would come there, entering the Titan Tron. I remember that. And play their theme song. I remember that, that was cool as fuck. <laughs> I, I had a couple, like, you remember the WCW figures you used to get? Uh-huh. Like, well, they like the WWF figures that you got because, you know, the WWF figures could fucking move. Mm-hmm. And the WW- WCW figures were more like collectibles, you know? And I remember having I remember having Sting, like original Surfer Sting, mm-hmm. and I had the Freebirds, you know? I think it was the Freebirds anyway, because I had them. I remember the, the Sting pose that I had, the Sting I had was like... My like thing, that. my thing was like, like you had the muscle but My thing, I had a black crow thing that just opened its arm like that. Was, so you could barely even do his fucking scorpion death drop. Or I had a DDP that could do like his hands were up there, so you could do the down cutter. But his work you do is like his hands like that. So this is why I do it. Could, could you do the thing? I could do the thing, but like God, fuck, God help me if you wanted me to punch somebody because his arms couldn't move that way. Oh man, I got. Do you know that's the thing I got a lot is getting old bold games. Uh-huh. Tons of I got I got Connect Four, mm-hmm. I got Screwball Scramble, I got Mousetrap, I got Frustration, mm-hmm. I got the Crystal Maze board game. That was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Ah, oh, I loved Christmas, man. I still love Christmas. See, we've talked about all Christmas, I've not really spent but talked about my Christmas because this is also the first Christmas I had with uh, with Dexter, the wee dog. Ah, yeah, wee, your wee Eddie. Aye. He, sh- he showed me a cracking video when he when he's, uh, ma put the dog in a wee, jam- a yeah. wee jumper. Aye. He didn't look impressed, man. I think, I think he's also, I think she usually puts his jumper on when he's had a wash. I think he just had a wash and he does that thing where he's rubbing his cell in the car, but I think it's usually he does that to try and dry himself. Ah. We try to try and get, make sure we dry him properly because when he does that, I mean, I guess. What's that? Oh, they get there all over the carpet and everything, and all these white, so all the white fur shows up more. So we got he and his brother, like mom got a couple of new toys and everything, some meat treats sprinkled in there. <sighs> but like he opened it, he, he manages to get it opened right. But he sees the first boy he gets, he starts playing with that, he ignores everything else. So she'd have been better off just getting a wee ball to play with, and that was it because he was obsessed with the wee thing. <laughs> but he was, but like because my brother wasn't coming to play, mom didn't put his presents to. So we just met some stuff for me and my stocking and my stuff were in the tree and then they had their my mum had stuff for my dad and he had stuff for her and I put my stuff for them in separate ba- gift bags that I had in the room. So when I came in across the day and I seen the just my stuff in the Christmas tree, it was like good I joked to how spoiler I used to be like younger even and I took the piss of my mum and said, Oh, I didn't genuinely know you got you that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, genuinely no got you that much. Uh, I, I, I did feel weird. Seeing how that that few presents, even though I got some good stuff, as I'm gonna say, but seeing that my parents there, and I, and I did take the piss over going, hmm, I know you said you weren't giving me that much this year, but I didn't realise you'd phone it in this much. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you cheeky bastard, you know. Yeah, you never said, by the way, what did, what did you get for your people? Like, what did you get for your mum and whatnot? No, I'll tell you in a minute, but oh, I, cool, cool. What, I got, what I got was this un- cool ass Undertaker shirt that I'm wearing. That is cool ass. Got an amazing amount of detail here. That's- I'll send a new gen taker look. And a big hat, purple gloves and everything. Mm. I got a cane t-shirt, which I'd seen the cane t-shirt because I was buying a rock t-shirt from my brother, which says in front, 
your role, know it. The bag says your mouth shut it. Yeah. I've seen them suggestions like Kate, the Kane T-shirt, which is a real cool meta detail. So I'm assuming when my mum went and saw that, she may have seen this T-shirt and the suggestions as well. So. And what what do you think of my current T-shirt? Your Marilyn Manson looks very much like Sting T-shirt. And what does it say on the back? Sex is dead. Sex is dead. Or take the dicks is deed because the D, the second D is backwards. But yeah, Marilyn Manson. That is that is his classic yellow face shirt hmm. from from Antichrist era. I got a couple of Funkos. I got like Carnage from the Ven- new Venom film, and I got Chang Chi from the new Marvel film Chang Chi. Chang Chi. Uh, and uh, I got the Bret Hart autobiography because I've been wanting to read more wrestling based like autobiography. As I said before we started recording, was it? Chapter one, yeah. Chapter two, yeah. No. Last chapter, yeah. Shawn Michaels is bad, yeah. He came out in two thousand and seven. This book, so I'm all, I'm only. Well, I, made, I made him sound like Clancy Wiggum. <laughs> sound like, yeah. sound like, sound like when you, like Rogers, had to make that annoying noise to get money off of Jeff and Hilly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But yeah. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only in the like his early career. Don't he's complained about how stiff Dynamite used to be, but like Dynamite kid didn't like him, so Dynamite pretty much just beat the shit out of him. Oh, come on, let's be honest, who did like him? Mm. I mean, nobody liked Dynamite by the sounds of it, but... Aye, but Dynamite was a fucking psychopath. Mm-hmm. Dynamite was like the wrestling version of Gigi Allen. Didn't his wife, or his, his ex-wife at the time, have a fun experience with waking up in the morning and finding him with a gun in her face? I think so, yeah. He tells a story in his book, uh, Bret Hart, what I've read so far of uh, Jim Nyhart coming in the house and taking a liking to his sister who he'd go on to marry, but like, yeah. seeing how he was kind of intimidated by her at first, but because one of his brothers apparently was torturing the family cat by pulling on its tail and that and upset the sister. So as the sister was stomping up the stairs to come in the kitchen, the brother grabbed the cat, threw it over to Nyhart, so when the sister came in, she thought Nyhart was bullying the cat. Oh, that's nice. I know. A very dysfunctional family, the hearts from what was I've it, read so was far. Was it Bruce? Because I heard Bruce was a fud. No, no, I don't think it was Bruce, but you know, well, there, are fair, there are very few nutters in that family. There was Brett, so Bruce, Owen, we all got Like Diana O'Hanlis is like the last uh, youngest daughter, and then after her became the youngest son and youngest overall, which is Owen. She was a woman? <laughs> are you sure? Mm-hmm. You sure she wasn't? You know, nothing. I mean, and Brett also said that, uh, oh, my dad used to, like, basically shoot wrestle with him in the dungeon day trade. I mean, if your dad gave him a chokehold and claim he'd breathe your, breathe your last breath. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, what a fun father. What a fun he family you grew up with. He mentioned that shit on his, on his famous documentary, too. Mm-hmm. You know, wrestling shadows where he spends 90 minutes bitching about everything. <laughs> it's it's a tear Nightheart screaming in the dungeon as well when his dad was out stretching him. Mm. Teaching Nightheart how he wrestle as well. Uh, I got a new video game. I got that's a new Spider-Man game. Well, newish Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, which I spent most of end of December, early January playing while I had some time off work. Mm. So that basically, because I knew like as soon as I go back to work, I'll have a lot of stuff to catch up on. So I won't get a lot of time to play this game. Yeah. So I'll just play this game quite a bit, and I've already made myself through quite a way of this, the game. Yeah. Like. Also, there's a lot of side stuff to do, like we side tokens and stuff to collect so you can build up to get better suits and better abilities. Mm. But the progression when you go into like load new game only pick only like give you percentage wise from like how much you played of the main story. So because I went into one 
and it's like an hour and a half basically Ken Sice have been playing a little bit of the main story and an hour and a half I progressed 2% of the main story <laughs> like huh it was a fun hour and a half but I've only I've only moved up 2% <laughs> so then Ross came over later on and uh, gives an ally and his, his now wife Sarah came over they were giving us a, it was a bit much for Dexter at first because like all these people coming in who are they I'm sure I've met them before but I don't know them eh <laughs> uh, I got my my brother that rock t-shirt as I said I got him then I just got him some chocolate I think I got some perfume for his his fiancee Haley, which I then forgot that he I'd given that until he, after he left and she texted me later on saying thank you for my perfume please. it was a nice perfume you got her mm. and what did you get your ma I got my ma uh, a jump nice, nice jumper that she wanted nice got her a box of quality streets uh-huh. and I got her some like white musk Kind of thing. Oh, nice. What did you get your your dad? My dad, I got one of these pair of trousers that he wanted, which, mate, I ordered them from Matalan, and they said, oh, I'll send you this code and let you know when they're in. And then, I was waiting ages, they weren't in, and then mum said, I got an obligation from Matalan, something that I've ordered that's come in, but I don't remember ordering anything. So I asked them about my, num- my thing, and they said I hadn't come yet. Alright, and then it said, they said, oh, but you'd seen your mum clearly doesn't remember ordering, it's here. And it was the same trousers that my that I'd bought for my dad, so my mum had apparently ordered them early, earlier than me, mm. but forgotten about it. Which is just as well I was able to give my dad those trousers because the ones that I actually ordered for him, which he's which I've he's never got, he's keeping as well. So he's got a spare pair. Mm. Didn't come until after Christmas. Jeez. So if my mum didn't forget forget that she ordered ordered them, and mm. I wouldn't have got his trousers. You'd have been waiting for them like my brother was waiting mm. on his shop. <laughs> I also got my dad a box of jelly babies because he likes them and I wee cost a coffee a gift voucher. Ah, cool. What did you get your brother? I just tell you might where I got my brother. I got him the rock t-shirt and oh, some yeah, celebrities the rock t-shirt, and some right. roses. What did you get your dog? <laughs> I didn't get my dog yet. No, I didn't get Milo nothing yet because I'd, I'd still want to get Milo. I've seen this cool so it's like when Brian says I'm wasting my time because like, you buy a cat a toy you'll most likely just want to play in the box. You know, but I've seen this um it's like a cat bed thing with a wee roof on it. You know, you know how cats like to go in things. You yeah. know, I mean, I figured a nice wee fuzzy hidey hole for them. And once, once we get the place how we wanted to go, I'm thinking just sitting it there next to the couch. So he's got a wee space for his cell when he's finished getting all the bloody pets. <laughs> you know, because he's he's such a sick like cat. That's mm-hmm. all he wants all the time is pets, pets, mm-hmm. pets, pets, and scran. Mm-hmm. You know, I some fucking. Uh, Dexter. Dexter's the same. Aye. Uh, I, 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 sorry, I had, I had Eddie stuck in my head. Uh, you clap him for a wee while and then you stop for a bit because you're doing something else and then you hear, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not like you when he sits and stares at you when you're eating, like, I gave you treats, I gave you your own dinner, I've given you a bit and that. Like, you, it's it's not as if I'm not feeding you, like, stop scrounging you, little worker. Do you do, do you do a Fraser? Stop staring at me! But a few months, like, if we're going for him, like, I know you're just like, I just do a feel now, like, oh, would you stop staring at me? <laughs> Brian doesn't have that issue. Brian's cat isn't a big soup, like Milo, like, like, fucking Dexter. He, he likes his pets, but he'll, he'll get them when he's ready for his pets, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But the thing, the thing that's good with Brian's cat and all, he's a, a hyperactive wee fucker. Uh huh. Dusty, right? Mm-hmm. And you fuzzy wee fucker. And if you do this thing, Brian's done it a few days, like you get the laser pointer thing and you run about the carpet and things. 
and he'll fucking dart about trying to chase with it. <laughs> and he was there the last time I was at Brown's and you move with thing, you run it up the wall and you go like ah, and you just scoop the list thing. It's a cool cat, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh when my brother came over and everything, he uh he stayed over and we just had a kind of chill family kind of Christmas rather than going anywhere. We went to my auntie's on Boxing Day because my her niece her her daughter, uh, mum's the uh, goddaughter, her birthday's on usually the twenty seventh, so mum got went down to get her Christmas and birthday presents because also the 27th would be the wedding mm-hmm. so you wouldn't get to see her. So we gave her a bunch of stuff there. And I managed to get it. I got myself a wee additional box of sweets and some money from uh, from her. Nice. Did you get from that? It's uncles and all What that. sweeties did you get? I got a big tin of celebrations. What is your favourite one? The celebrations. Aye. Oh, a Maltese one by far. Maltese one? Yeah. Oh. I, I have to... Have to question that much like a question of Maltesers and a packet of Revels. Hmm. Why the fuck does it need to be there? You've already got Maltesers. I don't know, Paul. I don't know. But things are also you know dogs have a, a better sense of smell than humans and that do. So when I got my my stocking, I sat down with him and, I knew, and he knew that he knew that there were sweeties in there because he could smell them. He was sniffing all a bit like, "Where you got there? Where you got there?" <laughs> and then I, as I was reaching in, I felt a wee envelope inside. I thought, "Oh." I'll say that to the end because you never know something in an envelope and what could be anything well, in there. It could be another sweater in there. <laughs> well, it's a boat, but a mystery envelope could be anything. It could even be a boat. <laughs> and so I waited to the envelope to the end and it turned out to be a 30 quid a voucher for that View Cinemas. They literally got one in Sydney Nick Centre, which is me and my, where me and my brother started going where we wanted to go see something. So, mm. But unfortunately, it's, it's a film I wanted to go see in giant it's been moved to April, so I won't be able to use that till March because. Says you've got 12 months to use it, so yeah. I'll be able to use it until March when I want to go see that new Batman. So, a bad girl? No, the Batman. Oh, the Batman. The Batman. No, that's the right one. The Batman. But then, obviously, Christmas dinner and everything, everybody's gathering. And after Christmas dinner, we played a wee, like, Mom got these cards with, like, film trivia on them, and we were playing oh, a wee game. Trivia. Like, we, we started with a buzzer, but we ended up still that because my dad was sitting in the bus going, this is Jarvis Krigling. <laughs> Is it daffodils? <laughs> but daffodils wrong. It bloody isn't. <laughs> but then uh, my brother and I went and watched some stuff while eating the sweeties that we'd had after our big dinner. <laughs> but like, uh, I never asked her. I don't recall if you told me. What did you have? Uh, we had we were kind of a usual because now we had turkey. They had uh, some a ham joint kind of thing. You did you snap <laughs> turkey and ham. Yeah, that's when we, uh, we had the pigs and blankets. Obviously, my dad tried to convince me to give him one of my pigs and blankets for an extra wee bit of ham, and that wasn't willing to part with a pig and blanket. Sorry, it's too precious to me. Did, you, did you have the wee ones, or did you have like we had big bastard and pigs and blankets? We had a decent lining sausage, we uh, some bacon and that. Uh, we also have I don't some people don't, but we have Yorkshire puddings with our dinner. I, it's not something I usually have, but I do enjoy a Yorkshire pudding. We, we have a, we a wee bit of stuff in there. I don't usually have the stuff in, but Mum got a new type of stuff in it, which isn't usually used, mm. which is a bit better, but you know, not my favourite. That was pretty much it, but there's always, Mum buys these big, like, joints of turkey or ham, because that means plenty for leftovers the next day. Yeah, plenty for pieces or whatever. That's the best part of Christmas for me nowadays. Like, I give more and more thought to my Boxing Day sandwich. My brother was over, so we both did this thing where we had cheese on our piece, 
We had a layer of turkey with gravy on it and a layer of ham. And we heated it all up together. Sounds pretty decent. Oh, it was... It was I, can I can imagine you would be like Ross and friends if someone <laughs> stole your sandwich. My, my sandwich. sandwich. My sandwich. <laughs> you, you threw my sandwich away. <laughs> but... Uh, my brother and I, went on Christmas night, we were watching a bunch of like Christmas episodes, uh, things like My Family and things like that, or American Dad. Loved my family. Like, I loved it. Like, particularly the Christmas. Pyramus. Particularly the Christmas episode where Nick puts all the Christmas trees in the, the living room and he's wondering. <laughs> but anyway, that and a bunch of stuff from, like American Dad and that. Because me and my brother, when we were very young, used to watch a bunch of like animated Christmas specials on like, yeah. like Cartoon Network or Boomerang when we were younger. Like either either a couple of days for Christmas or on Christmas Eve or whatever. But also, we're too old for that. But there were a couple of other. TV Christmas specials that we found as we got older, so it's one of the few Christmas traditions I try to keep whenever I see my brother Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, like, wait, let's find time, let's watch these things, because <laughs> we don't know how much longer we're going to be able to. Eventually, to... eventually we'll grow up! No! It's like, let's watch my family and American Dad, let's find the time now, because sometimes you got to find the time for these things. Cheetah! Cheetos! There's wow. so much beauty in the world. world. Why do my arms hurt? Because you're lying on them. <laughs> Night Ranger, man. Night, Night Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty chill New Year. I think he was making, my brother was meant to come over, but he and his auntie uh, unfortunately contracted COVID. But they're, uh, they're fine now. They're fine. I've seen him since. Then after he faced isolation, he's fine now. I'm because like I'd seen him at the wedding, so I, I took my lateral flow and everything. It came back negative and everything. So thankfully, I didn't have. Would you I, like to try, try some of this? Pink lemonade, mango. So yeah, more or less, uh, I'm I'm fine. But I was kind of sad I didn't get to see him at New Year. But me and my mum and my dad had a pretty chill New Year. We watched that Suicide Squad film with John Cena in it. John oh, Cena is very funny. What was he playing in that? The character called Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I was going to go with Patriot. John Cena. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever did that to him in the UK. He was coming down the ring and getting at the <laughs> and somebody at the sidelines. <laughs> Wank. Probably. So what did you what did you think of Pink Lemonade and Mango? Alright. Yeah. I spelled it out on myself. You spilled some of the soup. Uh, Brian is shaking his head silently at you. He spilled the soup. Bring back hanging. So how did you, how did you and Brian <laughs> how did you and Brian enjoy your New Year's then? Um well I I think I should I think I should speak for both of us because Brian's lost his tongue. <laughs> Well, Motion Brown, did you enjoy your new year? Yeah. Yeah, good? Yeah. Cool. Brian had a good time. I, like I say, I had a wonderful time. I just loved the fact that I was able to bring in the new year with him. That made me happy. You know. And we were up quite a while, and I believe the day after new year, we had to stay at my mother's as well because we were watching the dog. But we were very happy with the fact that Brian is now a fire stick convert. Because of the amount of shit you get on a fire stick is insane. <laughs> you know, and we watched we watched a fantabulous film that made Brian near piss himself. We called? watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? No, I can't see that. Oh, 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 but, but, oh. Yes, Brian? Yes, you need to watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, and me. then, if you watch that, we can all watch Revenge <laughs> of the Killer Tomatoes. 
<laughs> well, I'll add it to my to-do list then, shall oh, I? Oh, he's got a great song. Attack of the tomatoes. And like, they float about and they kill folk, these tomatoes. And they make this wee noise like... <laughs> we sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch it, Scott. You need to. All right, all right, all right. Well. But, Paul, this is... We didn't have a plan for this. I thought, well, it's Christmas, the New Year, and your engagement and all that. But I didn't know where this would go. I didn't see us being like a nostalgic look back. Oh, Christmas is in my day where... And then I don't, and I see, it's something people say back in my day they usually would take the piss and say something was better. But like, we were talking, we were looking back fondly on our Christmas and how much we enjoyed our current Christmases. But I'm glad to be back in person rather than these pure recorded ones we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Yep. Back to with you. And Paul, we're into a new year. This is and later on this year in October twenty twenty two will be mark the official fifth anniversary anniversary of Scott and Paul Ramon podcast. We will get a t shirt. Hopefully. But I think we're gonna do a lot of good things here because now again still part of uh, Rogue Opinions and everything. Yeah. We thank you that he sent them for that. And we're gonna find out where all our listeners live and come and visit you for <laughs> donations. <laughs> Could have a big whip round, are we? Yeah, gonna could be money, could be socks. We have we have some listeners in France and Canada and the USA. We have to, but you don't have a passport. So? Am I gonna have to go by myself? No, I'll come with you. Brian's happy his 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 character in Bit Life is now addicted to weed <laughs> and booze. So, so Paul, sorry, just the idea hey. Just the idea I don't know how far fetched that is, but it's the idea of <laughs> You and me going to people's houses across different countries to get donations for a teaser. That sounds like a road trip movie I want to see. Just like a cameras, we're filming a road trip movie. Yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be funny. Do you know, if I ever get a passport and we ever end up making any significant, you know... You should just have a passport in general, to be honest with you. I know, but if we ever, if we ever manage to make the podcast a lifelong thing, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. You know, but... If we ever manage to get to the stage where we've got the money to go traveling, that'd make a hell of a fucking road trip movie. <laughs> you know, that'd be a hell of a film, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll drive. I, I, I joke road trip movie. None of us can fucking drive. I'll drive. What? What? You don't? You can't drive. I can't see very well either. It also requires you to be sober for a certain amount of time. Are you sure? Yes, Wouldn't it I... be more fun if I wasn't? Wouldn't you trust no. my driving more if I wasn't? No. No, not really. I would. I wouldn't. I would. I'd think less. <laughs> but, Paul, uh, we've got some good stuff planned, even in the next couple of weeks of January. We do. Because we've got, next week, we're going to do the third part of Tato's Politics and Pish, because it'll get us around a bit of the bang on anniversary during that week of the Royal Rumble 1992, 30 years on. We reviewed it when we first, well, early on in our podcasting run, but now we're revisiting it as part of the series and seeing if our thoughts have changed since we last saw it. I can't remember what my thoughts were. Maybe, well, I'll, maybe I'll listen back to the episode. I'm pretty sure I know what my thoughts were, especially on the culmination of it, and I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know my thoughts on the... Because everyone knows the finish of that particular yeah. Royal Rumble, and you know my thoughts. Even then, 92, Hogan being a complete asshole. Yes. And the fact that when... When Sid put that fuck nugget out with Rumble, mm-hmm. the WWE had the audacity to mute the cheers. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? If you watch it on my tape, and mm. I, d I don't know if it's the same on the network, but if you watch it on my tape, you can hear those cheers. Mm -hmm. You know, when Baldy America gets kicked out with fucking Rumble. If they're on your tape, there's a chance they might not be on the network, but I'll, I enjoy listening, I'll enjoy listening to Matt to see if they, they aren't there. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Like, see, at the end of the Rumble, once Flair's went away, and fucking Sid and Hogan are in the middle of rum Rumble, and they're ringing, he's like, Come on, Hog! I'll kill ya! <laughs> nah. Come ahead, you baldy bastard. I do remember one thing from that last week when I remember seeing that Sid Vicious cutting a promo amongst a bunch of other people. I'm thinking, Jesus, he's really good at promos because whenever I'd seen a Sid promo, I'd be WCW or like early like 97 era, like, said, like, shouting very loudly and saying, you have to brain the doo-doo. Like, wrestling buyers made a t shirt of a said fuck up and a promo said, in this world, it's kick or be kicking. <laughs> no, Sid's standard promo was shouting like a psychopath, whispering at you, and then staring at you. Yeah, he shout and whispering at you, and then shout again. Uh, like, I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. What are you going to do if you can't be Hulk Hogan? Then I will drink heavily and shout at you. <laughs> 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 Three <laughs> black picks reference in there for you. <laughs> so we're gonna have the Royal Rumble ninety two next year. Revisit there thirty years on, which will be nice. What? Go 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 go! I'm a, if I, what 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 what? Right, speak. Just speak. I let it out. When you were talking about going making a road trip, I messaged him Scott and Paul's rambling broadcast. <laughs> nice. Like you that. spoke on the show. Aha! I tricked you. I'll keep it in. <laughs> Needs must and all. <laughs> anyway, I don't like my laugh there. Needs must. Anyway, but then after the following week, we'll have an impact show where we'll be looking at the fallout of Hardigal and see where things are going leading up to February 19th, where we'll have uh, No Surrender. I like what they're doing, the impact they're doing, like, yeah, taping, and then taping, and then. Impact special, but live in an actual venue with fans. Tell me, tell me, I know we're wrapping up here, but tell me something just quickly. If it isn't, if you do, in fact, no. Rachel Ellering being replaced by Alicia Edwards in the in the Ultimate X match mm -hmm. was that a COVID thing? I have no idea. Supposedly, the iconics or inspiration not being there was a COVID thing. Like they don't have COVID, but they were neat around someone who was, so they're taking the precautions necessarily. Well, that's, that's fine. But they said that the first show. Aired from the new tapings at the end of January will feature the match that they're supposed to get, so they've given people a reason to say, We're sorry we didn't get you, but here we're going to give you it here. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. That's cool. Nice so, I don't know what the issue is with Rachel Elling. I'm sure maybe I've, I'm sure there's necessary reason to suspect it is, but I don't know yeah, anything else. I know, I know I haven't been the most favourable of her. I mean, I think she's good in ring and such, and I think she's still got a bit to go, but. <laughs> I would much rather I had Rachel Ellering than fucking Alicia Edwards. I have I have nothing really positive to say about Alicia. Yeah, she didn't really add anything to the match. She really didn't. We'll talk know. about that in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, yeah. But and some other things that seem to be going down in Impact Wrestling. But after that, going to February, we've got a bunch of stuff we could talk about. I don't know where we're going to begin. You know, eventually we're going to have to do that X Division retrospective. We've got to get back to Frazier. We've got to get back to in your gaff at some That's point as well. True, but you know what we're talking about? What we're talking about most is like. The unified WWE Impact Ring of Honor and AEW champion and sticking it up to everyone. 
with Impact being the greatest fucking company in the fucking wrestling business. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Fanciful ideas I have. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, we're get, we've got our regular scheduled program. We're going to get to it as and when we are able to, but we're just happy to be back together and hopefully COVID permitting, we can continue this going forward. COVID won't to... stop us. No, no, it will not. But, you know, we hope you all had a great New Year and a great Christmas and you happy to have us back drunkenly rambling to you about our Christmas and New Year. Merry New Year. Merry <laughs> New Year. But so, <coughs> I believe that brings our first episode in person of the New Year, not our first episode of the New Year, but our first episode in person of the New Year to a close. A close? A close. A close, as you said. I did not. You did say a close. No, I didn't. You see, Brian's nodding in stop, agreement. Stop nodding, Brian. No one asked for your opinion. Are you nodding at me or him? Point. <laughs> you know I'm just doing this to wind you up. He's pointing at you. Hmm. He pointed at you. So I was right. You were wrong. No, you were wrong. No, I'm correct. See, see what you're doing? You're ruining the outro. You ruined the intro, now you're ruining the outro. Hurrah! Uh, it's all come full circle. <laughs> anyway, this is really setting the tone for what the year is going to be like, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, probably, at least I will be more sober. I don't plan on drinking when I come up next time. But but definitely I do. Drunk or sober, we'll definitely be bashing Hulk Hogan in some variety. Yeah. Next week we review the Royal Rumble in eighteen inches. Don't until, need to be drunk to bash him. Until then, he's been Paul and I've been Scott. And he's been Scott and I've been Paul. And we thank you for listening. And that has been Brian over there. Yeah. <laughs> and we with, si- with silent majority. <laughs> and we thank you for listening. Just got involved around the podcast once again. And tune in next time for the Royal Rumble nineteen eighty two revisited. Hell yes. Bye. Bye. Oh